1: john chapman what is going on faithful it is absolutely incredible to be with you today i'm john chapman your host as always and what i wanted to do is you know since the draft's over we've added a lot of talent we've got some undrafted rookies in and all those things and we did this you know right after the season before the draft before free agency where i went through and just ranked um every single starting group I divide it into 11 groups, right? 11 on offense, 11 on defense, but some of them go together. There's two safeties, there's three corners, three linebackers, you know, whatever. And so one through 11, let's rank the different position groups and see where the 49ers are strongest and where they're weakest. And then I wanted to add a caveat because I always do make things too complicated. Uh, You guys know me. Um, I wanted to also put where I ranked each position group, all 11, by depth. So this is a two-part episode, okay? So we're going 1 through 11 or 11 through 1. We're going to start at the bottom. We go to the top. Um, hashtag Drake. Um, And so, again, what's the worst starting group of positional players? And then we're also going to parallel that to what's the depth look like because they're sometimes they're completely inverted, right? Uh, so, for example, uh, the dead last position group for me, as far as starters go, right? Your three starters. Dead last for me for the 49ers is interior offensive linemen. Uh, Both guards in your center. I I have it dead last of all position groups. It's number 11. You lost Lakin, right? You you go through all that kind of stuff. Is Alex Mack coming back? All right. Aaron Banks, sure, whatever. You can feel whatever you want about that, but it's still not. Golly, how do you feel great about that? And then you draft all these guys that are conversion guys. Daniel Brunskill is probably, and this is sad to say, the, (laughs) how do you say, um, the sustaining force of that position group? And I don't like it. Um, I really don't like it. Now, again, there's so many guys that they can plug in. So again, on the depth side of the interior offensive line, they're dead last. They're number 11 as far as like starting group strength. They're fourth for me on depth. There's so many guys. Listen to all of these players that can play inside. Now, it doesn't mean they all will play inside. It means they can play inside. Aaron Banks, Alex Mack coming back. All right, we'll throw him in there. Daniel Brunskill, Jake Brendel, Jalen Moore, Spencer Burford, who they drafted was a tackle they want to move inside. Colton McKivitts was a tackle who's played inside. Nick Zekiel a tackle they moved inside. School, I, I don't think he's going to be inside guy. And then you even got guys that they picked off undrafted free agents. Donovan West, Jason Poe. Um, you got Alfredo Gutierrez, which I think he's more of a tackle. He's the international exemption, so he doesn't count against the roster. But there's a lot of dudes. (laughs) Somebody's got to step up in that position group or the 49ers are going to be in trouble. And it it really doesn't matter where you fit, right, and where – The offense goes, and, you know, you want to talk, again, right here, Jeffrey says, I'm so tired of all the Trey Lance hate and Debo drama. Season has to get here ASAP. You're right, and those players are beyond important. Trey Lance, I think, by far the most important. If he doesn't pan out, 49ers are going to be in trouble. But that offensive line, you got to fix the offensive line, and you just need one or two guys to step up. Again, I think Brunskill is a decent starting player at probably five positions. If Alex Mack doesn't come back, I fully expect Brunskill to be the starting center. But we have guys behind him. Nick Sikel. I think that he's going to be the number two guy. Jake Brindle. And then you got Donovan West, who's you know the undrafted free agent. That's there as well. Um, but we got to see what that looks like. These positions need to get short up. And the 49ers usually don't value these positions as much, but there's just a whole bunch of guys and it's just going to be a straight up freaking, (laughs) it's going to be just competition. And, you know, it's sad because we don't get to see the pads and all the work. And so this is, this is going to play out before our eyes in the preseason, sadly. And it's just going to be rotation, rotation, rotation. Who wins? We'll see what's up with that. What's up, Walner? Good man right there. Good man right there. Um, and, yeah, we, we talk about, you know, Poe out of Mercer. He's incredible. He just graduated with his master's degree from freaking Mercer. Dude, athleticism, intelligence, energy. The dude has it all. I, I mean, he is a freaking – Fred Warner-type personality and character guy uh, with insane athleticism, but just from a tiny, tiny school, and there wasn't much competition. He's a developmental guy. And I know Poe's kind of a hot name right now. We'll talk about, um, you know, he fits into this, but for him, you just got to kind of, he, he's on layaway. He He's going to be a player that would enter into the fold definitely not before November. Like, I don't think they trust him to jump in there early. This is a develop on-the-practice-squad type of player. I think that's what it is. And if if for him, if Poe makes the practice squad, that's a huge win. That's his goal, right? If he makes the practice squad, that's great news. I don't think there's a chance he makes the roster, but if he does, you know, as like a fullback or any of those things, holy freaking cow, um, you got to watch out. You got to watch out. I'm seeing this. A lot of people throwing in there, linebackers the best. Oh, we got to wait and see on that one. Uh, We'll get through all 11. Number 10. The number 10. Again, this is out of 11. Starting group of players, I'm going running back. All right. Some people might disagree with me on this one. I love Elijah Mitchell. I, re- I really think he's good. I-, I consider running backs to be three guys, okay? Because with Kyle Juszczyk in there, I want to bump it up. But again, if I'm ranking them across other teams' positions and things like that, like, I don't know. Elijah Mitchell's good. I really do like Elijah Mitchell. But who's that number two guy? I, I have no clue. I don't think it's going to be Trey Sermon. Why do you spend this pick, you know, on TDP so high, back-to-back third-round picks, back-to-back years on the running back position? They don't trust Jeff Wilson. He got zero touches his last five games. Hasty, just a guy. Uh, I'd like him to take some steps up. I think he's got some explosive elusiveness to him, but it just hasn't panned out yet. That's an issue. Now, if I look at depth for the running back, again, the ranked 10th, if I look at starting group for the 49ers, Just because I think there's just a huge question mark. And I don't consider Debo a running back. I don't. Um, He's extra. But, man, I I need to know who that number two running back is. And I have him depth-wise, number eight. So there's a lot of guys. There's a lot of bodies there. Now, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan were asked. This is their post-draft press conference right here. Talking about why they took TDP, uh, Ty Davis Price, to run back at LSU in the third round.
0: I think this always comes down to, obviously, you take into account... um, you know where where the league values someone but you're only guessing when you do that you know we we have a lot of different layers and you know part of our process mm-hmm. is to try to figure that out but ultimately do you like the player do you have a vision for that player and does he fit something you you think can not not only uh, improve your team but is that is that the best fit for us and at the time we just thought he was a tremendous fit for exactly what we're looking for and uh and uh you know, I think a, a great compliment to Elijah, and uh, I think we envision uh, a, you know a great role for Trey Sermon going forward for Jeff Wilson. There's there's plenty, plenty of uh, of room for these guys, and you know, in most most seasons we've used four, we've used five, and so I think it's something you know we emphasize the run game here, and uh, we, we want versatile backs, and um, I think we have that with our collection of guys, and we're excited about that group.
1: Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into $1,000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. You can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
2: You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: And and I will say this, you know, after going through a couple games of TDP's film, versatile is correct. He kind of does it all. Goal line work. You want pass protection. You want catching out of the backfield. You want a speed guy. You want a bigger bodied guy. He kind of does a little bit of everything. Jack of all trades type of a guy it's pretty difficult to find a weakness in his game. Um, And, again, you listen to the order in which John Lynch went through those guys, I think it's kind of telling. Trey Sermon is safe. He's going to be on this roster. I'm just telling you that right now. Jeff Wilson, I don't know. Michael Hasty, I don't know. Somebody's got to step up for that. It's Things got to change. Yeah, TDA, I see you. Coach Cruz puts it there. I think he's going to be number two. I think they want him to be number two. I think that's what they want. Thomas, he says, can fans attend rookie minicamp? No, they cannot. However, um, when OTAs start, they usually give a handful of days where fans can come out and watch. So rookie minicamp, no. And I don't even know if you'd want to. It's pretty boring. Uh, They usually only have about 20 guys out there. I mean, it's it's working with your position group, doing positional work, and some light 7-on-7 or scale stuff. Um, It's usually just walking through the pace of practice terminology uh, just so that whenever the veterans show up, they're just not lost. You know, they're not running around with their heads off. It's like fish camp, right? Uh, that's the idea. It's almost like orientation. So usually it's not the most, uh, I don't know, uh, the most whatever entertaining. Oh, let's see here. CG, what's up, CG? Uh, he says, our defensive line depth is our strength. It's unreal. It's unreal. Now, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I want y'all to throw this in the chat. And we'll, we'll talk about this because these are two of the highest position groups, linebackers and defense and edge. I, I, I broke them up. So I have edge and I have linebackers. If you had to rank which one is the better starting group, would you say linebackers or edge? Throw that up in the chat now. I'm curious to see what y'all got. I'm going to wait till I reveal that, but throw that up there. Uh, edge, a better starting group or Is it the linebackers? I'm curious. Throw that in there. Uh, Throw that up there. I love it. Philip. glad to see you here, man. Lynch is not comfortable in what he's saying. Well, Lynch always looks kind of (laughs) uncomfortable. And running backs typically have been a Kyle offensive thing, right? Uh, You go back to the Joe Williams trade up. They've been burned on some running back picks. Make no mistake about that, right? Um, And so... uh, that that that's a rough one right here 40 hours faithful forever john if a defensive line is traded which guy would you pick to be dealt um man that's rough i think it's got to be a back-end roster guy if that's the way you're going to do it and so i'm thinking you know who man that's hard you put me on the spot i like it let's play this game i don't think you trade Kamiko ture you just signed him and i don't think you trade charles Aminihue. i think those two guys are kind of solidified carry hider if somebody loses an edge um that's plays a similar system that we do is a possibility he's so cheap you can move him um you know jordan willis i think that's an option even though he's you know the su- huge divisional round hero i don't think you can trade sampson as easily he's pretty expensive and a starter i don't think the fort irons would want to want to trade him but those are kind of the guys. I don't think you traded DT. Um, we're, we're kind of like there. We got so many edge guys. But yeah, it, you know, Carrie Hyder, I think that would be one. Jordan Willis, those type of guys. Because you keep O'Minihue, he's young with potential. You keep Terrell because he feels a specific role. Um, so that's why I'm saying those guys. And I, I just don't think you trade one of those starters. So, um, a lot of people were talking about trade at EbuCom or releasing EbuCom, all those things. Dude, snaps just shot through the roof through the playoff run. This 49ers organization loves him. They love him. And now, is he a freaking stalwart and, you know, stat machine, and all those. No, but his play increased from week one all the way through the playoffs. So I think that's somebody they want to keep. Yeah, and D Ford's gone. Yeah, he's gone. John Lynch has already said he's gone. He's going to be gone. The timing of the release of D Ford, it's just dependent on how they want to handle the, the cap hits. Um, so we, we just got to wait on that one. All right, there we go. Number nine, okay? So we had interior offensive line number 11, running backs number 10, starting group ranked number nine, I got safeties. Um, and this one's rough because you got Jimmy Ward. He's top of the class. And then it's uh, who else is out there? I think Talanoa Hufunga is going to get that for sure. And, you know, if we just keep going through this, you know, George Odom, they brought in Tarvarius Moore, uh, Leon O'Neill, who if the 49ers would have drafted in the fifth round, I would have thought it was an amazing pick. They got him as an undrafted free agent. You also got Quantrez Knight, you got Taylor Hawkins, a couple other guys just to round out the practice squad. But I have them number nine. And depth-wise, I also have them number nine. I think this is the only group. Nope, there's one more group that ties the starter rank and the depth rank. Safety is an issue. And the 49ers do not value it. I'm I'm staying on this one for a long time. Um, They don't care about the safety position. Now, Jimmy Ward, they want one guy there. But... Tart's not walking through those doors, guys. If you bring in Tart, who are you going to release? You're not carrying four safeties. You might, but I don't know. There's no way in hell you're carrying five. So are you going to cut Tarverius more? I don't think so. Are you going to cut George Odom? No way in hell. You just paid him all this money. And you're not cutting Talanoa Hufanga. He's starting. And I know there's been like a freaking I don't a war against Hufanga, and I just don't understand it. Uh, from quote-unquote film guys. And I think there are film guys out there that watch film, and Hufunga did have some bad plays. But you got to remember, when Tart was healthy, this coaching staff was taking snaps away from Tart to give them to Hufunga. The 49ers freaking love this kid. He's going to be starting. It's It's not a strong position group. I don't like it. I think it's the weakness of the defense for sure. And I think it's going to cost... At some times, but in today's NFL, you can't just front load and stack every position. It just doesn't work that way. Uh, You have to have, with the salary cap and all those things, you have to have issues. Uh, They want it that way. That's how you get parity. You can't just stack your roster. There's no team in the NFL that that just has a stacked, deep roster. It just doesn't exist. Um, So here we go. Number eight, the eighth strongest position group. I have offensive tackles. And again, very similar to safety, and I was kind of like bouncing them back and forth because you got a freaking all-pro stud in Trent Williams, who I think is the best offensive tackle. I think he's the best lineman in the NFL. He's great. But what's the right tackle position look like? You say McGlinchey. Okay, cool. What about that entry with the quad? Is he going to be all right week one? He's going to be okay for training camp? I'm not so sure. And once you get past him, uh, he gets worse. It's way worse. School? Alfredo Gutierrez? Or right. Colt mckivitz Like, are any of those things bringing you warmth <laughs> in your time of need? I do not believe so. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I do not see it at all. And so that's a positional value that I think the 49ers value a lot. I don't know what they're going to do. Rookie camp. one thing that's going to be important Somebody's got to play tackle with rookie minicamp. And, and they got all these bodies out there. Who are they going to put out there? And do they put them at right tackle? That's what we got to pay attention to. Who's lining up at right tackle? Is Spencer Burford out there? Nick kill out there? Right? Like all these. Th- these are important things to pay attention to because that's going to be a battle. I, they want it to be McGlinchey. School would be great. You know, He he had the early injury last year. But again, it's question marks. And that bothers me. This is, I hate having these question marks up front whenever you're switching quarterbacks to a 22-year-old quarterback. You just turned 22, Trey Lance. Protect the kid. You drafted bodies. Somebody's got to step up there. And, you know, Shot J says, McGlinchy won't be the same for a while, if ever. Uh, muscle heals fast, but reattached the bone with the strength. Yeah, that's not a normal injury. It's a quad tear. That's not, it's not tendons. It's muscles. It's different. Now we saw some of the workout videos of McGlinchey, and I'm hoping he makes a full recovery and comes out better than ever. That's best case scenario. I'm not holding my breath, guys. Uh, I'm just not going to. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. It, it's an issue. Here we go. He says, uh, "49ers faithful forever." asks. Do you think we run the ball even more with Lance, starting with the shaky O-line? You should. <laughs> you should. You should run the ball in play action. Uh, Kyle forgot about play action for a while. But, yeah, move the pocket, things like that. Easy. Make it simple on the quarterback and slowly unleash him. Yeah, I think that's definitely what it's got to be. That's definitely what it's got to be. Trey, he says, question. Which one of Trey's strengths do you think Kyle Shanahan is going to try and exploit and use the most? The deep ball. Kyle Shanahan likes to air the ball out. You go back to his days in Atlanta. You go back to his days in Washington. You go back in his days with Andre Johnson in Houston. He loves to attack vertically. Now, yeah, there's a lot of quick, you know, Kyle Shanahan scheme to open underneath passes that we saw with Jimmy Garoppolo, and that's a staple. But, man, we have completely deleted the deep ball game. That will return. And that is exciting because, man, man. Chicks love the deep ball. Uh, shout out ESPN commercials, the Atlanta Braves. Anybody know I'm talking about? Tom Maddox, Glavin. Anybody remember that one? Oh, I wish I could play it, but they'd strike me for it. <laughs> uh, copyright issues. But uh, anyway, my favorite commercial of all the time. It's, it's, I, I'm going to explain this. It, this probably matters to nobody else but me, but middle school, John Chapman is very happy with this. Uh, my dad had season uh, tickets to the Braves. He lived in Atlanta. So every summer I would go work construction with my dad. He owned an apartment framing company. Um, so I'd go out there, you know, fat, chubby, middle school Chapman, picking up trash and acting like I'm swinging my hammer and all this stuff. But the only time that we got off, because it was sun up, sundown, every single day, Monday through Saturday, Sundays were off. But the only time we didn't have to work um, was when the Braves were playing a home game. And so, like, I became the biggest Braves fan ever. It was awesome. But the commercial, if you remember, it's John Smoltz and Greg Maddox, the picture, the pitchers, uh, batting practice, and, you know, talking about hitting home runs and chicks dig the long ball. Oh, my gosh. It's incredible. They should make it 30 for 30 on that. Anyway, I digress. Back to our positional strengths. Number seven. Now we're close to the middle. This is out of 11, remember. I have the quarterback position. The starting group, who I consider to be Trey Lance, I have a number seven. And now the depth I have number one because Jimmy Garoppolo as a quarterback two, that's the best quarterback two in the NFL. And I don't think it's close. Um, And Nate Sudfeld, you draft Brock Brock Purdy. Like you've got so much quarterback depth. Even if Jimmy does leave, um, I still think you're going to be all right. I don't like Nate Sudfeld as a two. I really don't like Subfield as a two, but having that Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo there, that's insane depth, insane depth, and just the potential of what Trey could be. We talked about the deep ball. Kyle Shanahan now gets to do 11-on-11 11 11 offensive scheming because Trey Lance can run. I don't want him running too much, but also just work ethic, man. The dude, Not saying Jimmy, and again, if I say something positive about Trey, that doesn't mean I'm saying something negative about Jimmy. I'm very thankful for what Jimmy has done for the community, for the franchise, restoring winning ways, got us to two NFC championships, one Super Bowl. And again, you can jump into the argument. Was it because of him or somebody else? Don't care. Jimmy is positive for the 49ers. And it, I could say all those things and also say, I really hope he gets traded for himself and for the 49ers. Um, I, I think that's kind of the way that it should go. But I I love Trey and what he brings to the table. I'm very, very excited. Uh, It's just going to take some time. He's 22. So (laughs) I love this. How dare you doubt Nate Sudfeld. Sorry, ShaJay. Sorry, man. Uh, I'm not the biggest Sudfeld guy. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, Uh, now let's go to position number six as we get into kind of the mean of this group. Defensive tackles. This is an interesting one because I have them at six on starting caliber, right? Power rankings for the 49ers. I have them fifth on depth. There's a lot of buddies there, but not that many defensive tackles that most teams carry. Because if you remember, the 49ers love to do NASCAR packages. So we probably get the fewest defensive tackle true snaps um, of anybody out there. Now, if you count, if you just look at the starter's, Eric Armstead's incredible. Javon Kinlaw has the potential. We'll have to see how he responds to his energy. But even whenever you get past those two guys, Hassan Ridgeway, he's not a star, but he is a run-stuffing badass that is always playing on the offensive side of the field. I mean, he just charges forward. He does not get pushed back. He's the exact antithesis of of number 95 last year, Contavious Street. And you guys know how much I love that guy, right? Maurice Hurst, Kevin Givens, right? You've got these guys uh, that you could put in there. And again, you want to talk about Kevin Atkins. We just drafted um Kalia Davis, who I don't think is going to be uh playing this year. Like there, there's depth there, and they all fulfill a role, and that's one of the things I'm excited about because man, you've got run stuffers. We saw all pro Fred struggle at the beginning of last year because defensive line play up front was bad. Once we moved Eric Armstead inside, guess what? All-pro Fred returned. He played as well down the stretch as he has ever played in his career. and I'm excited for that to return. Thank you for the gift, bro Montana. He says, what's your team breakout players' best rookies? Ooh, putting me on the spot. I love it. Um, So, I think one of the players that I think is going to come out, we're talking about defensive line, Charles I see that dude, I think he's going to be in that Arden Key role, and he is just, I just think he's a hella, hell issues player. I think he's very, very good. Now, he might not be the pass rusher that Arden Key was, but he's just really good. So, Charles O'Minihue, I think he's one of those players. Hufunga, for sure. I've been Team Hufunga since we drafted him. Love the dude. Uh, just instincts, and as a coach, those are the guys you bet on. Always around the ball, always where you know he should be. Did he make some mistakes in deep coverage? Sure, he did, but he got better and better and better. And again, the Forty yards trust him. You know, I I keep using this example, but when we were playing against the Packers in the divisional round, and we were up in the fourth quarter, guess who was the safety in back-to-back plays on Devontae Adams' side on second and third down? It was Hufunga, and he made the play twice. I don't know why we don't bring that up. Like, the 49ers trusted him, not Tart, in the most important part of that game. Sad thing is, we trusted Tart and not Hufanga in the most important part of the Rams game. And it cost us. Now, am I saying Hufanga would have made that interception? Got no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I, I'm just saying, crunch time shows up, Hufanga shows up. Right? Who scored that touchdown? And again, it's a block punt. But who scored the touchdown? Who's there? I value people that are around the ball. I value high-energy tempo setters. That's who he is. Uh, I'm excited, man. Ambry Thomas is a dog. Yes, he is. I'm not sure he's going to see the field a lot this year outside of an injury. He might not even be the first corner off the bench. There's a strong consideration. This takes us to our next position group, position number five, cornerbacks. Holy freaking cow. Who would have guessed the San Francisco 49ers have deep corners? What? This doesn't even make sense. Uh it, it must be a parallel universe or something. But no, we've got so many guys out there. Just at the outside position alone. I think the starters will be um Charvarius Ward, who you paid, Emmanuel Mosley. You just brought back Jason Verrett. I think he'd probably be the first one off the bench. Ambry Thomas. That's four outside corners that I absolutely love. Now, Nickel. You could do a lot of things. Kick Mosley inside. Um, You know, you just drafted your rookie, Samuel Womack. I like a lot. Uh, Diamador Lenore, where was he at last year? Uh, Number 27, the Barnacle, he's everywhere. West Denard, I think he's probably the starter at nickel. Um, I know a lot of people might not want to hear that, but there is depth. There's no Josh Norman coming off the freaking streets to play for us. There's no Dre Kirkpatrick getting beat on jump balls without playing and all that stuff. It's crazy. Cornerbacks have ranked fifth as far as starters go. And third, when it comes to depth, there's so much depth there. And I freaking love it. I'm so tired. I'm so tired at just poor cornerback play. And so the front office finally, through free agency, through the draft and back-to-back years, have finally addressed this. And it's just, it's like, man, I could just feel the weight off my back. (laughs) Because the front seven is what dominates this team. There's no doubt about it. I mean, we're here to the, you know, last four position groups, and we haven't talked about D-line or edge. It's a front seven-driven team through draft capital, through paychecks, through whatever you want. And you could have a great front seven. But I'm sick and tired of those just catch, fade pass, pass interference. Catch, fade pass, pass interference. That shit's got to stop and I think it's going to, and I'm excited about that. So the cornerback group, oh, man, I didn't even talk about Tariq Castro-Fields, who might be my favorite draft pick as far as value standpoint, that they, like, actually stole this kid, uh, right? That's the, the terminology that gets used. He should have been a fifth-round pick and a fourth-round pick. They got him in the sixth. I, I'm excited for what he brings to the to the tape. Metrics, film-wise, he's fun. He's fun. Um, And, and so, like, that. that's... I love the cornerback position guys this defense is complete if big if that number two safety spot gets held down if hufunga has a good year this is going to be a top five defense no questions asked there's too much depth everywhere else that's the question mark that's it on the defense you might be able to throw a nickel corner and that number two safety if those two positions just are average Top five defense for the 49ers. And they've invested in it. The people are there. The continuity's there. I'm excited about this, baby. Oh, I'm getting pumped up a little bit. I I don't know about you guys, but I'm glad I started at 11. I don't like it did like this. I want to go this way. (laughs) All right, here we go. Number four, I've got the wide receiver group. And I see this question right here from Martin, and I love it. What about Julio Jones? I would love to add him. Why would I love to add him? Because I don't like the wide receiver depth. I love our starters. I got him ranked four. Ayuk, Debo, incredible mix in. You know, Jawan Jennings and Danny Gray. I think he's going to have that role. I really, really do. But man, outside of that, uh, <laughs> just uh, it gets kind of you know Ray Ray McLeod. He's a gadget guy. I don't want him out there running routes. I would love to have somebody that was willing. You know, it's Julio. Jones willing to come in and only play 30 plays a game. That would be awesome. That'd be the perfect role for him. I don't want him to start. He's not a starter. But you bring him in on a one-year, four to $5 million deal, if you trade Jimmy or if you restructure somebody, man, I would love that. He's played under Kyle before. His best years were under Kyle. Yeah, I would love that. Do I think they're going to do it? Probably not. Maybe if an injury happens. Don't want an injury to happen. But, yeah, that, that's kind of where that is. So, again, wide receivers at fourth. Debo's as good as anybody, and he can do it all. Ayuk, I think he has the most to gain from Trey Lance becoming the starter because you now get to utilize his assets, which is deep route running, nuanced route running, deep ball. That's what he brings. We know he does the you know slants and all the routes over the middle, and he's good at that. It's not what he's best at. You go back to his Arizona State film. He's a deep, gigantic playmaker that we just lost. Because it just wasn't Jimmy's strength. It's Trey's strength. It's Trey's strength. On top of that, all the videos of them working out, guess what? It's Trey Lance, and it's Brandon Ayuk. I'm pumped about this, man. Um, I'm really, really excited about this. John uh, from 49ers Faithful, he says, could you give us prediction on a record this year? I'm going to wait. I want to look at that schedule first. Uh, which comes out tomorrow. We're recording this Wednesday. Tomorrow, we will have our episode up and running. Um, It might be a little bit later just because it's going to get leaked out slowly throughout the day, so I'm not sure when I'm going to go live tomorrow. But yes, we're going to be covering the freaking schedule like no other because that's what we do. We travel, baby. I've been on the phone today with companies in Mexico and planning this Mexico city trip and all the stuff that's going on. You know, we want to make sure we throw a great party everywhere we go. We're going to every freaking away game all eight, as long as uh, <laughs> they don't mess with uh, any of the crazy dates. My wife says no. Uh, but anyway, 49ers rush tickets are up now, even though the dates aren't set. We're going to sell out a lot of these. Uh because I'm not going for the giant huge venue at every city. Um I'm going for experience. And if that's, you know, a place with only 50 to 70 people, that's what we're going to go for. You know, the Chicago place we were at last year was just unreal. We get to go to Chicago again. It's capacity is about 110 people. Well, we sold like over 200 tickets. All right, we didn't sell, it, but over 200 people showed up thinking that they're going to be able to just walk in. It just didn't work that way. But 49ersRushRoadTrip.com, go get your tickets now. Um, we've got uh, so much stuff. Tomorrow's going to be all about schedule, so I'm going to hold off on predictions and stuff. We got that tomorrow, and we'll, we'll jump into that tomorrow. Uh, and I want to give due diligence. It, it's easy to look at a schedule and just say, oh, yep, 12 and 5. Like, that's cool, but you know me. I'm going to rank out all the games based on rest, what the opposing team schedule was the week before and after that uh, miles traveled all that kind of stuff like I want to do I want to do it right I don't want to do a knee jerk reaction so uh, hopefully you guys can uh, <laughs> respect that oh here we go steven he says "Josh Havitt some clown tried to tell me we traded debo samuel to the dolphins yeah man I almost wish Somebody would have been there to tell everybody during this whole entire process that Debo's not going anywhere. I really wish somebody could have just been there, you know, maybe since early April, since before the drama started and during the highest point of that drama. Um, this is my facetious tone, right? I hope you are picking up on this. And again, just in case, there's the tweet. I, I, I'm saying the whole time, like, Debo's not going anywhere. There's no way Kyle's just going to move off from that. It didn't make any sense whatsoever, and they didn't even listen to him. They didn't even listen to offers. or No, they did listen to offers, but nothing was even close. Are you kidding me? God, no way. No way. Look at where the Titans are. Do you want to be the Titans? They just traded away their best player on offense or defense for a first and a third round pick. I love Traylon Burks, who they got, but God, no. No. Hell no. <laughs> Not no, but hell no. And I'm very, very happy that we kept Debo. Nick, thank you for the gift, my friend. He says, what is your biggest concern with the roster? How big of an issue do you think it is? Thanks, John. Yeah, my biggest issue is interior offensive line. One is Alex Max coming back, which I think he is. If I had to bet on it, which I'm a betting man, I would bet he is coming back. Interior offensive line. The second thing, wide receiver depth. Those two things. Why do both those things stand out to me? Trey Lance will drive this team into the future if he is successful. If he is not, because of outside circumstances, look at Justin Fields. Look at Justin Fields. That dude has no shot. And I love Justin Fields. If the 49ers would have picked him at three, I would have been elated. He's incredible. We play him this year in Chicago, which is going to be fun. Trey Lance versus Justin Fields. But they're not giving him anything. He's got nothing to work with. He's got a terrible offensive line. He's got maybe the worst wide receiver group in the NFL. Doesn't have great backs with him. It's awful. And so it it's the goldfish model. You know, we always want to put on players that, oh, they busted because this player's no good. That's not always the case. That's not always the case. If you put Trey Lance on the Bears right now, they're struggling. They're struggling. It it, it doesn't matter. You put Zach Wilson, you put Trevor Lawrence, you put any of the you put Mac Jones over there, good gosh. You put Mac Jones on the Bears, whew. Bad news, man. Bad news, Bears. <laughs> Just because, again, like, you have to build a support system. Football's amazing because it's the greatest team sport. That's what it is. Even Tom Brady, who still has it, right? Go back to his last year in New England. That roster was trash. He got bounced in the wild card and looked like he was done. Pick six, all that kind of stuff. Like, he was awful. Then you put him on the books, a good roster, what happens? They win the Super Bowl year one. And that's the greatest quarterback, whatever, accolades you want to throw out there. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Football's team. Basketball, you can have one or two players, and yeah, you can do great. That's just, it's not a team sport. It's driven by stars. Football, a little bit different. Yeah, 22 starters. 22. All right, let's get back to our rankings. Let's go here. My starting group, my third highest rated is the tight ends. Do you know that I love George Kittle? Do you know that I love how George Kittle makes such a big impact in the run game? Do you know that George Kittle, when he is in the lineup, the 49ers average a full extra yard per rush attempt because he is there? Now, I know some of the knee-jerk reaction Skip Bayless 49ers podcast out there want to talk about how he's overpaid or he should have been traded or underperforming. 100%. BS. Uh, it's it's. <laughs> I I wish I should have downloaded this uh, GIF uh, <laughs> that my man from Kansas City uh, made for me. But complete buffoonery, right? <laughs> like uh, he made a GIF of me saying that. Which uh, anyway, it's ridiculous. George Kittle is the heart and soul of this team. Whether it's the off season, you see him everywhere in the community. Whether it's organizing, you know, workouts in Nashville. It doesn't matter. I almost wanted to go higher. But the reason why I didn't is the depth at the tight end position mm, leaves something lacking. So I have him as the third best starting group because of Kittle and the sixth best when it comes to depth. I like Charlie Warner. I don't really like Ross Dwelly as much anymore. His place just gone down. I don't know what happened last year. I didn't think they'd bring him back. They brought him back basically on a vet minimum deal. I'm not even sure he's going to make the 53-man roster. Um, somebody, you know, maybe somebody just kind of jumps out. If you look at kind of what they brought in, you've got Tanner Hudson, Jordan Matthews is still there, Garrett Watson. I think it's going to be Dwelly, but I don't think they're sold on Dwelly. Does that make sense? I mean, he, he just, I think he was getting like two to three snaps a game uh, down the stretch last year. Uh, he just lost, he lost everything that he had as far as what this coaching staff believed in him. I like Charlie Warren. I, if he takes a step up, That'd be huge. But I got the tight end group number three, and it's all because of George Kittle. He's that damn good. Um, I mean, he's incredible. Now, I didn't rank punters. I didn't rank kickers. That's not what I'm doing. I didn't rank special teams. I don't believe in that either. But it comes down to these last two groups, edge or linebackers. Now, I asked you guys earlier to throw all this out there, which one you think is the best, edge or linebackers. My number two group, the runner-up for best positional group, I'm going with edge rushers. Ah, oh, it, it was hard to do this, man. I changed it a few times. I've got them number two when it comes to starting group. I mean, look at their starters, Nick Bosa and anybody. Nick Bosa and John Chapman is a good starting edge group. You put my fat butt out there, it would be a quality edge group. That's how good Nick Bosa is. Now, who's the number two beside him? It's a it's a pret- plethora of guys that rotate. Samson, for sure. But, gosh, there's so many guys behind him. And that's why I have him number two depth. Only behind the quarterback position. And you look at this. Nick Bosa. Eric Armstead can play outside. I don't want him to. Samson Epicon. Kamiko Ture, right? Pass rush specialist. Uh, Kerry Hyder, Good gosh. <laughs> what do you have? Eight and a half sacks with this last time he was there. Charles Amenehu, who I love. I absolutely love. And, on top of that, you just drafted with your first pick of the draft, Drake Jackson. Whew. Jordan Willis, Alex Barrett. There are so, so many guys. It's spoiled, man. It is spoiled. Now, let's go back to John and Kyle, and they talk about why they drafted Drake Jackson and what that looks like. Uh,
0: our philosophy is, like, on a lot of things, we match up, and it's something I went through in my career, and I think ultimately what you want to do you want to be as light as you can be without losing your power and so that's what we we talk to all our players that's what we encourage our health and performance staff to help these guys find and drake you know that's one thing that sometimes you have concern of when a guy has been up and down with weights but once once you kind of get his story he was only doing what the coaches at that time were asking of him you know they moved him to linebacker last year coordinator was a linebacker coach and he wanted him as a backer he wanted him in the 240s um, there's some other things. He got sick, lost another 20 pounds, so he wasn't exceptionally light. His freshman year where he probably played his best ball, he was clo- approaching 270. You know, But we, we talk a lot to, to people about, where do you feel best? Because I think ultimately the athlete knows their body better than anybody. And uh, we've got all kinds of resources that can help fine tune that. But um, you know, he's, a, he's an interesting dude in that he, he looks good at 240, he also looks good at 260. He's, He's broad enough. He's long enough that he can carry a lot and carry it well.
1: I think they're going to shrink him down. I really do. I, I think they're going to try to get rid of that bad weight and just allow him to be a speed edge guy um, in that first year. And his speed's not really the greatest, but, man, that bend. Whoo! Nobody better in this draft. Nobody better in this draft. And I, 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 freaking, I love this edge group. It, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And, yeah, I see this right here uh, from Mean B. Uh, 99, yeah, I consider him a defensive tackle, right? So I put the defensive tackle sixth, and I have the edge number two overall, which leads us to the number one, the creme de la creme. There is not a better three linebacking group in the NFL than the 49ers. It's the best there is, plain and simple, Ricky Bobby. Fred Warner, and, again, I don't care your order two or three, doesn't matter. Fred Warner's one. Then, for me, it's Dre Greenlaw, too. And for the 49ers, it's Dre Greenlaw, too. You remember, he was the one that was getting all those uh, wheel snaps over Aziz. Aziz was rotating in and out um, as that sandbagger, that number three guy. And then Aziz, number three. That's it. Aziz would start for 10 teams in the NFL. I, I think Drake Greenlaw would start for 10 to 12 teams in the NFL. And Fred Warner's starting for every damn team in the NFL. If he was on their team, he'd start over Darius Leonard. It didn't matter. He's the best because of what he does in coverage and in the run. There's no flaw to his game. There's none. He's that good. Um, He's huge. Good Lord. When we met him in Vegas, he came and hang out with us. Good gosh. I knew he was big. That dude, gigantic. Um, They're the best there is. Now, depth-wise, I have him seventh because after those three, hmm, I don't know, man. Maybe, and a lot of it, too, is we've been spoiled at the linebacker position. I'm just going to be real. Jonas Griffith, I mean, we traded that dude, and he. we had so many guys. Oren Burks, DFF, I think those are the you know last two linebackers to make the roster. Then after that, Curtis Robinson. You had Seagun Olubi, which is an awesome name, and Jeremiah Gimmel. Like Guys I don't know much about. I'll be honest with you. I haven't done their film yet. But, man, the first three could not be better best in the nfl after that i know the 49ers are high on dff um he 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 stepped in and played really really well uh flanagan fouls right that's what we're talking about as well and yeah uh 49ers breakdown he played really really well in his spot kind of cleanup duty wasn't an issue at all um and orrin burks yeah you're right he's more of a special teamer but he can step in i'm not the biggest fan of his play but man his athleticism's off the chart yeah i can tell you that So, (laughs) I love it, Nick. Shake and bake, baby. Uh, I love it. So, that's what I got. So, just to review, again, um, you know, first, let's go the opposite order just real fast. Linebackers, number one starting group. Edge, number two. Tight ends, three. Wide receivers, four. Corners, five. Defensive tackles, six. Quarterbacks, seven. Offensive tackles, eight. Safeties, nine. Running backs, ten. And interior offensive line. Uh, rounded it out number 11 of my starting groups and so man I, I don't know it was a fun little practice just going through there and just arguing with myself oh this one should be there that one should be here let's move this one down okay no if i'm going to do that here then you know it, it's it's kind of fun because it, it really makes you wrestle with your beliefs and your values on, okay this is an issue okay this is an issue i'm not too worried about this anymore Um, so we'll have to see what happens big day tomorrow with the schedule coming out. Make sure you subscribe, check us out there. And again, next week, uh, again, just a reminder, I'm building up content so that you'll have content ready to go all next week, but I'm going to be on the East coast. I'm taking my seniors on their senior trip to New York and Boston. Uh, so I'm going to be gone all weekend, but, uh, we're, we're building up a plethora of content on YouTube and podcasts that'll be there for you guys. So, just want to say thank you as always, and as always, stay strong, faithful.
3: Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant.